Off the Record is a show from 88.1 WKNC in which DJs talk with artists about everything from their music to upcoming tours to former bandmates' birthdays. Make sure to follow WKNC on SoundCloud and Tumblr so you never miss a beat. Enjoy. Thank you to Lady Moon and the Eclipse for joining myself, DJ Beowulf, on an off-the-record interview for WKNC. We are going to be talking about their music creation, personal styles, and influences, as well as their upcoming show for uh, the Raleigh audience at Neptunes. More discussions on that to follow later. Um, for everyone who's present for the interview, if you guys would like to introduce yourselves, that would be fantastic. Yes. Hello, I'm Kanda Padilla, a.k.a. Lady Moon, singer-songwriter, lead singer-songwriter. Hi, I'm Arlen. I play keyboards in the band. I'm Ken. I play the drums. And I'm Tom Gould, and I uh, sing backup vocals. But you guys aren't the uh, the complete band, correct? There's two more members? Yeah. And who are they, and what do they do? Uh, Kula is backing vocals, and Jonathan is bass, and they're doing laundry right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, laundry is probably one of the most important things to do during tour. Um, y'all are in Nashville at the moment. How far are you into this current tour cycle? We're about halfway in, just, just about halfway. So we started in Brooklyn uh, last week in our hometown. And then came down through Virginia and Asheville and Knoxville, and now we've landed in Nashville. And this is for the um, like the summer solstice tour that you're doing, correct? Eclipse season. The eclipse season. Um, obviously, other than the the name of your group, um, what was the reasoning for scheduling these tours around the summer eclipse season? Well. Um... Well, I, I gave, I created the name for the band and like kind of like the idea, um, like about 10 years ago. Um, my name means the moon. Gonda means the moon in Lingala, which is the language of the Congo. And I, when I first started the band, I automatically wanted it to be called Lady Moon and the Eclipse. Um, because I felt like, you know, I'm the moon, the audience is the, is the earth and the um, musicians are the stars and so they're like the sun so that's kind of how it all started and then I just kept the name and I just kept developing the concept and like the aesthetic and uh, as the years continue to go and as the band continue to develop it's, it's like bond I think that's um, a really beautiful metaphor in terms of calling the audience the Earth. Of course, they're representative of the Earth, like as the planet entirely, but being the ones to which you direct your light is a very cool um, set of imagery that you use for that. Um, I guess just for an interesting background discussion, were there any other names that you were even considering? No, that's literally like the first thing that came to mind as soon as I... That's Spock a genius. Originally, my name was um, Lady G because I used to, I, when, I was, when I was playing with people, they always were like, oh, every song you're writing is in G. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm Lady G. And I had Lady G for like six months. And then I started like, musicians were interested in working with me. And like, I just started cultivating a lot of artists that wanted, musicians that wanted to work with me. And once I started doing, working with musicians, um, I was like, all right, it's Lady G and the Eclipse. But knowing that I was the moon, you know, 
but I still had the concept of like the, the root concept in my mind. Even mm-hmm. though it was crazy. And then my brother, Young Harris, who's like a big artist now, he was like, why don't you just call yourself Lady Moon? Like, and I was like, I'm already the moon. Like, you know, I'd rather like that be something people find out. But he was like, no, just call yourself Lady Moon. Like that, that's going to make way more sense. And then I was like, all right. So then I changed it to Lady Moon and the Eclipse. Um, and this might be kind of off the wall, I guess. Um, I personally am very intrigued by this, for lack of a better phrase, like story describing how your name came about. Um, my last name is actually Mooney, M-O-O-N-E-Y. And I've always felt a connection to the moon for that reason. Um, my name obviously doesn't mean the moon or anything, but it's just my family name and it's something that I really appreciate so I think that's a really charming story and it's a very powerful um, set of imagery that I mentioned earlier that you use um, for your performances as far as your performances go um, I believe you do this um, like eclipse tour every year correct every well we've been doing it every six months actually because the eclipse season is about every six months right right because there's the um, the summer and winter eclipses correct do you ever get a break, ever? Well, we started, the first one we started in 2016, in the fall of 2016. And we just, we've we just been working really hard to just be, to, to continue being consistent and, um, and catching every eclipse season. So, and, no, sorry, you continue, I apologize. No, yeah, I mean, it's been, de- it's definitely been really challenging because, you know, it, it's, it's not easy to like manage, you know, other lives. <laughs> like everyone in the band kind of has their own life and their own like art and skills that they do. So it's definitely like a challenge to be like, all right, like, you know, sacrifice, you know, a couple of weeks to do this eclipse season. So some eclipse season tours are literally like a weekend or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like, like what we're doing now, which is the whole two weeks or more. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but we've, everyone has been working with us and um, you know making it happen. Um, I can't imagine how much work goes into putting on these tours and suspending your entire life outside of making music. Um, are these tours backed by any broader record label, or are you doing them like DIY style? We've started. Yeah. We started doing. Uh, we. We're, it's all DIY, and every tour we've done since the first one, we've gotten better at preparing and booking. And like this, this, this summer's tour, like this summer tour, we started booking right after the previous eclipse season, which was in January. So as soon as those shows ended, we pretty much started booking this one. And uh, so, like, the more advanced time that we have, the more different shows that we can do the more new places we can visit um and so it's been working for us in that way but it's definitely a super challenge that multiple of us in the band has to uh do do the different parts in organizing um as far as doing different parts in organizing as well as doing different parts on stage um considering the fact that you've been doing these tours for the last uh two almost three years at this point um what's one thing that you've been able to improve upon that was incredibly difficult at the beginning transportation (laughs) yeah that sounds like it makes sense yeah yeah. everything has improved 
trans transportation is a huge one. Um, lodging is another huge one that we've improved. Communication. Co communications, like how we internally communicate, as well as like how we keep the, all the information organized and and like for each place that we go to, all the keeping all the information organized and just it's really it's really just building out the framework for a business is really just what it is. And it's just, it's not like hard to do. It's just a lot of busy work and a lot of like, kind of like, you know, keeping your things organized, keeping everything organized. Um, but another huge thing is like, we're, we're more able to visit new cities um, because we have a system now of like reaching out to the local artists in, in these cities that we, that we go to. You want to talk about that system a little bit? Yeah, usually, usually what happens now is like, Lady Moon will, will reach out on Instagram. Well, 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 actually, the first thing is that we, Arlen gets the date in the city, right? So it's just straight up brute force, email as many venues as we can. Yep. Then, when, then when we get a response for a date, then we reach out to the artists in the area on Instagram and just DM the artist. And that's also another brute force technique where we just, we just hit up as many artists that kind of like are aligned with our music and message um, as much as possible. And we just brute force reach out to all of them. And then once we get one or two responses, then we can build out the show and make, make the promotional materials, the posters. We usually end up making posters for the opening artists so that they can promote the show. Um, because because we're not known in these new cities. Right, right. So. They've got the fan base, the hometown uh, pride. Yeah, yeah. That's hugely helpful. <laughs> I guess that's one benefit to having um, a large entourage in terms of, like, band members. You can kind of, like, have one person do a little bit of everything, and that gets the job done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although we, we – the system is always changing. Like, even though I just outlined – even though we just outlined how we, how we did this, the past couple of doors, like, we might find that we need to improve it or something needs to change, and it's, all, it's always changing and improving. Of course, and being able to recognize that there's going to be, like, a need for consistent change is um, a great skill set to have because oftentimes art, uh, artists will go in and they'll be like, all right, this is what works, this is what we're going to do, and it can create um, stagnance, you know, like you won't improve or get any better in any aspects of music making touring or just simply like like you said earlier creating a business around your marketable art um so being cognizant of that is something you should be super proud of um <laughs> i mean just yeah you guys seem like you're really on top of it so kudos to you um i think that's very impressive um going into the next thing talking about things that are impressive the stage presence that you all um, have I was able to read the articles that you sent me and all of the pictures that were in that, whether professional or just like photos of uh, that were taken of you on stage, is incredibly captivating. I know that um, Lady Moon described earlier the ways uh, in which she envisions like different like solar bodies being represented by the artists, the um, backing instrumentalists, the audience, so on and so forth. Um, but when looking at yourself as a visual piece other than just audio creation, um, what aspects do you take into account when, I guess, creating how you want to present yourself? Um, yes, yeah, so uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of grew up in theater, and my parents were artists. And um, I, and my me and my sisters, we also grew up in a traditional African dance company. And my dad, he used to make, like, all like the costumes. He used to make the costumes, like, and he used to tell us that, you know, like, performing is a sacred act. Like, and, you know, we always had to wear full regalia, face paint, like, everything, because, you know, this is a sacred act, and you are also you know, sharing a performance, we're sharing culture, sharing traditions with the people. And so, I don't know, my, when my father passed away, I kind of felt like it was very important to incorporate that into, uh, into whatever art I'm doing because, you know, we don't really do the traditional dance anymore. Well, we do it, but we don't do it as much as we used to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt like I wanted to find a way to incorporate that same magic in my own style in the project that I'm leading. And so, so yeah, I make all the costumes and I'm, when I'm thinking of it, I'm always thinking of like something that represents like an infinite pattern or, you know, something that will make people feel like, oh, wow, this is like, this is like amazing. It's so beautiful. It's so magical. And, you know, this is the same experience people would get when they would see us perform in the traditional dance. It's like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this is magic. This is, We've never seen this before. Like, you know, I want I want to give people like a real like cosmic experience, like a real experience that they may never experience in their lives. Like, I want it to be special. And so, yeah, that's kind of like the where that comes from. To add on to that, I will say when when we're backstage, um, getting ready and putting on these outfits and painting our faces, it does it gives this amazing. Um, feeling that like we're about to do something like important um and music is so important in this world and and performance is and and the costumes that lady moon develops uh puts us in that like kind of that zone that meditation before we go out on stage and it it really makes the whole experience special for us as well so just from listening to that i have so many questions that i want to ask um and then i could go off tangentially into any of them. So I'm just going to go in order. Um, referencing your Congolese like traditional dance background, Lady Moon, um, obviously, uh, other than yourself and your sisters, um, not the, like not everyone in the group is of Congolese descent. Um, I apologize. I, I know that the language is Congolese, but I didn't know how to describe the ethnicity okay. of someone from the Congo. Um, how do you communicate the significance of those traditional family values to someone else who hasn't grown up like that and in order to incorporate it into the art that all of you are making? Hmm. Well, honestly, I, the way that I see the world, I, I feel like all cultures carry that tradition. All cultures carry that, those colors and that magic and that history. And you know, to me, it's like, it, you know, it, we're all the same. It's just that, you know, I grew up in, you know, and with those roots, I grew up with those parents that showed me that this is where we are. And I, and I feel like that is a part of the other members of the band. Like, the, and I, and, and my, I'm just here to inspire that more out of them, to inspire them to also channel their roots and their culture to see that, wow, like, my my history is magic my history is colorful it is authentic it is you know culture it is tradition like we all share that so i feel like 
you know, even though it's, for, for us it's Congolese, like I believe that all people on this planet share really, you know, strong roots and culture and tradition and and um and and that kind of like historical magic. So, you know, I, I we're, we're all in it, and I just I was just privileged and blessed to have parents that you know kind of like raised us in it, like in, in like in a in that on that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you mentioned your father had passed away, but um, has your mother been able to see this incredible performance that you do? I imagine it must be like deeply touching to know that um, her children are carrying on this like traditional lineage. Yeah. Yes. My mother does support and she's very proud and very supportive. And my father also got to experience some of it. He hasn't experienced it to the level that it is now, but he is he is experiencing it like he's he's experiencing it that's every beautiful day. and and um but like as a physical form he the last performance he experienced was actually a really big performance because um it, I, I won a contest because i was studying music at hunter college in 2012 and 2012 when he passed but i won a contest that spring and i opened for um a big artist called Wale and it was just like a really big event. There were like thousands of students in the audience and I won a, a, a talent show and I got to, um, I was featured on BET 106 in Park. And then I also was um, rewarded an opportunity to open for this spring concert at Hunter College. And my dad saw that. And that was the biggest performance that he ever saw me do. And I know that he felt like, wow, this is where my daughter's headed. Like, she's really trying to go there, you know? So mm-hmm. it, I, I really believe that that was a really, that was like one of the biggest performances I've ever done. And, um, was to open for like artists like that with such a big crowd. And my dad saw it. So he really did get to see in physical form, like my potential. And, um, but I still, I believe that he's still with us and he's still seeing it. And he, sometimes I actually feel like he communicates to me and tells me like how, that, how proud he is of me and all that I've done and, all, and how consistent I've been and how I've been able to overcome so many challenges in life, like in, in this passionate and like compassionate and patient way. Thank you so much for opening up and being so um, raw and exposed there. I um, didn't mean to come across as invasive or prying into you too much. So thank you for sharing those uh, personal uh, manifests with me. Yeah. Um, okay. Going on to the next thing, when sharing um, your art with other people, um, what kind of feedback have you received? And can you just discuss, I guess, like audience interactions, uh, when recepting your music? Well, I mean, we could all answer that. Anyone can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. People definitely are like, you know, they just didn't expect it. And they're, they come to us saying things like, wow, I was in tears or, I, I I just that was such a spiritual experience or I um like you you guys are gonna be big you guys need to be I get I'm sending you so many blessings your messages are very healing they're very inspiring like what you're doing is gonna change the world you have a heart of this you have like it's just so much it's like it's like a, so many uplifting and like positive uh affirmations that are coming from the audience and i don't know if anybody else wants to share like yeah a lot of what we hear is like i needed that or like we need this Mm. like as if it were something that 
you know, something that we happen to be creating that's in demand, but people didn't know that they needed it or wanted it, you know, so, you know, and that's surprising, you know, that's surprising to us because we're just, we're just doing it. Um, we're just doing it because we like to do it, but then to get the response of like, it was like a, a spiritual or therapeutic or, or an experience that that was needed for their life it is profound. Would you say that you intend to create this spiritual experience, or is it more of a uh, a release of catharsis of what's already in you? I think we're just doing it just because we like just we're not we're not out to we're not out to necessarily i don't think we're necessarily out to like we're going to heal people we're just doing it because we like to do it we like the music the mu- and the and and i mean lady moon has the message of putting out positive music and message but i don't think we're going we're setting out to necessarily i mean that. that that's definitely like an individual answer kind of question because i I definitely am intending to, I feel like I'm, with my messaging and the way, the lyrics that I write and, you know, the way that I, like, feel the music kind of manifesting is to heal people, is to to make a difference, is to inspire people, is to awaken people and and to make them see that and, and, and feel with the music that we are more, you know, like, I feel like. It's to give them an other experience so that they can understand that there is other. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. just we're not just one thing. We are more than that. And so we we do kind of. I feel like you know everybody in the band is like even for Ken to say that it's like yes we are very unique and we do want to do things in our own unique kind of ways individually. Like we want to you know approach it in a very unique and 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 way that creates identity and who we are as musicians, but also, like, I feel like collectively when we create, because of because it's so unique and it's so different, we're really, like, you know, kind of creating this identity within ourselves, the music ends up sounding like that. It ends up sounding like its own thing, which, which and again, is also, even if that's not intentional, it's, it's like, kind of like a spiritual, it's, it's a part of the spiritual experience that people feel when they're, like, wow, this is, you know, this is so different. This is, like, this is something we've never heard before. Like, where are you guys even from? Like, that's definitely a question we get a lot. Like, wait, 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 wait. where are you guys from? <laughs> I'll say it on stage. I'll be like, he's from Japan, he's from France. He's from, like, I'll tell people, like, where we're all from. But then after the set, they'll be like, wait, where are you guys from? Like, as if we're, like, from another planet. Yeah, from the moon. So it's, it's really interesting, yeah. Um, I imagine that, Getting all of these like responses, um, whether requited or otherwise, um, as empowering and amazing as that might be, do you ever feel as though it can be a burden at times to meet those expectations and or exceed them? Um, yeah, but I mean, there's there's the burden part that I feel is that you know, not, I don't feel, I feel like the world is awakening and that we are coming to like a consciousness of healing and aligning ourselves, our mind, body, and soul. And just like, you know, eating healthier, understanding that, you know, there are stresses in the world and that we need to identify with them so that we can take care of ourselves. Like, I feel like people are starting to awaken to that, but there's still like such a small percentage of people that are coming to that awakening. 
And I feel like our music is kind of for those small percentage. So the burden in a way is like, you know, will our music ever reach far? Because are people really going to wake up and like be able to channel this kind of, you know, openness, this music that's very open and very like infinite. And, um, but um, I don't know, I, I feel pretty confident, you know, in what we're creating. Like, I don't, I don't think the, I don't feel the burden in like, you know, um, uh, 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 will people like like it or like what are they or or the expectations that people have I don't feel the burden there I feel like you know what like this is what it is this is what we do and like whether people like it or not that's just that's 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 in the world you know that's up to the world that's incredibly valid yeah but I do feel like you know I I I hope that more people wake up and like become come to you know an awakening in themselves so that they can receive this like music and and um you know and it just spreads and it spreads and it awakens more people and it inspires more people and it you know stuff like that so what were your intentions with the new single global warning um obviously the title is um it kind of says it right there uh but what was your thought process when going into writing this piece well Actually, the first thing was, um, so this, this song came out of a jam because uh, we do retreats. We, we, we come together and do retreats like every like six or eight months or something. We're trying to do more of them because um, the band is now living in all kinds of different places. But um, so we had a, a, a jam. There was a jam that was happening during our retreat with the musicians, the drummer, bass, and, and keys. And... Um, so I actually ended up hearing the what they had created. They they created this music and I listened to it and it like it was just really like rocking. Like I felt like if I'm gonna do a song w- with this vibe, I'm gonna have to send like a really like powerful message, like something that 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 feels like rage, that feels like like kind of like anger, you mm-hmm. know. And you know my, uh, you know my a lot of my, a lot of my lyrics and my music right now is very inspired by the conditions of the planet, the conditions of our spirit, of our soul, the conditions of our relationships, and like and our social status in the world. And so, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, in the time, I think it was like winter, and I was like so frustrated with, you know, the hot and cold that was happening in the winter. Like some days it was like hot, and some days it was cold. It was just getting like a little crazy, and, and then yeah, it's not natural. Like, well, yeah, it's unnatural the way that it's happening, and and then there's all these stories about global um, climate change, and like you know all these there was a lot of earthquakes that were happening, and I even had some friends that were like having to be removed from their homes. Hell, an earthquake just happened in L.A. the other day. Yeah, this this earthquake. Two of them, like, yeah. These extreme levels, and there's like hurricanes happening all over, like forest fires like there's just so there were so many things happening that year that i was like oh my god like the the planet is mad i feel like earth like because we are earth just the same way that we experience all these emotions of anger and rage and sadness or happy joy and you know the the earth feels it too we vibrate with the earth she's screaming so i feel like the earth the same way that we can get upset we have to understand that the earth can get upset like the earth can get mad and like do shit like so or do things so don't worry about it you're all good <laughs> I, I really felt like the earth 
the earth wanted us to send a message saying that it is upset and that don't 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 disregard these you know these natural disasters these are actually you know messages from the earth expressing its anger its rage it's not it's not just you know just a coincidence or just whatever it's actually the 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 emotions of our planet that is trying to communicate with us that it's very upset and so i felt like yeah that's kind of like lyrically at least and melodically that's kind of like what what is what i'm trying to um express in this song is that you know the earth is mad (laughs) now of course um one person let alone six people cannot be expected to calm or soothe or heal the earth themselves. Um, But it is important to take care of yourself when dealing with all of this uh, turmoil, both culturally uh, in your community and when communicating these things to a broader audience. Um, How do you do that? How do you, how do you remain stable when seeing yourself as a conduit for speaking out? Um, it, it, it took a journey. It took a journey to get there because I definitely used to get, like, really upset and get, like, really stressed out, you know, when I felt like, you know, I would see, yeah, I would just see people being distracted and kind of, like, doing their own thing and, like, eating really crappy and, like, you know, just not really taking care of themselves, not really taking, like, not really considering, like, the, the, the critical condition of things and, it was frustrating, but then, yeah, it, it really was about me just channeling my own self, like getting my own self right, you know, making sure I'm healthy, making sure I'm, you know, finding my peace and not getting stressed out and stuff like that and, and hoping that that can be an inspiration for other people, which it has been. And, you know, I, I stopped thinking about it in a way of, like, I want to save the world. I started thinking about it as, like, I just want to save myself and, like, if I can be an example for others, then that's that's me contributing and, and extending that that healing. Um, so, because that, that, honestly, that's like the best way to keep my peace and my balance. I don't know if anybody else in the band has something to say. I know that we, we all are spiritual in our own way. Um, I definitely create like rituals and like ceremonies with my community or with myself to help me, you know, you know, just kind of be remain connected with myself, remain true to myself. And um, I know Arlen, he's a Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meditation definitely helps. Yeah. Um, and exercise, and, and particularly on tour, it can get it can get pretty tiring. So it's easy to, to like, want the junk food and, and want the, the um, readily accessible um, comforts and things like that. But... Um, it's it's important to uh, to step a little bit beyond that and push yourself to 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 not fall or not succumb to those uh, those things on tour um, in order to keep the energy up. Yeah, for me, it's been more just like not letting or it, you know it's a long journey, but not letting external factors disrupt my internal mechanism of of just balance and peace because you know any what anybody can just think about it anything that's happening externally in the world that's outside of our bodies and just easily let it 
stress us out or, or, or just kind of bring us, you know, ruin our equilibrium. So, so my thing definitely meditation is something I'm catching on to as well. And, um, just valuing my state of being in any given moment over the, the concerns that I have about the external world. And this isn't necessarily to say like, I'm not paying attention to what's going on or I don't care about what's happening outside. It's that I'm just not, I'm, I'm aware of it and I care about it, but I'm just I, not letting it, you know, ruin my day. It's like, the of practice. course you can't do anything if you are, um, incapacitated or unhealthy in any way because of the external factors that uh, can be degrading and <laughs> so many horrible, horrible things happen on a daily basis. Um, and being uh, a band of majority, uh, I apologize for studying, being a band primarily made up of people of color and with a, a woman as the front woman and comprised of several women other than her, um, it can, I imagine, subject you to the, a lot of the um, intersectional difficulties that exist on a daily basis for people who exist within those demographics. And as you mentioned, taking care of yourself is the first the first step to making any sort of change. Um, and it's very impressive to see all of you not only do that, but to take those values and messages that you so strongly incorporate into your own lives and bring them to the music and the stage and the earth to which you sing. Um, I guess that leads me into my next question saying, what values do you hope most to impress upon your audience? Um, what what value? What values? Just like um, what is important to you to share with the audience? Um, the most important thing is to share, like, authenticity. Is just to be, just to give your give your best and like, you know, keep it real. You know, because uh, there was definitely a, a time where I was like not authentic in a way that where where I wasn't um I was just like thinking too much about the experience I was thinking too much about how I'm coming out like what how I'm doing it how I'm moving how like I was thinking too much and, and I feel like it wasn't authentic I wasn't really being who who I am and and I feel like my the value to me comes with just being who you are like you know like even even like last night, it was a really challenging show for me because the the night the two nights before we did two two hour sets that like started at like eleven and ended at like one or two, and a I two hour one, set, jeez. Yeah, one of them was in a venue where they smoke cigarettes, Ugh. and um, so and I actually feel like it like affected my voice, like it, it like messed up my voice a little bit. So last night, you know, I was like performing and I realized I wasn't able to hit like certain notes. But and sometimes when that has happened in the past, I'll like, you know, I just I just won't want to give my best experience. Like I feel like I'll, you know, I won't feel good about myself and I'll just like I'll fake it. I'll fake what I'm feeling. And to me and I, and I realized last night I was like, you know what? I just got to keep it real. Like let me just do my best. Like, let me just keep it authentic and, you know, let, let me just 
still be happy, still be smiling, still really give like what I'm really feeling right now and what it really is the situation and not to like, and give it to the audience instead of like giving it to myself with all this worry and all this tension. And um, so, yeah, that, that's really what it is to me when, when it comes to the value is just, you know, giving my best and, you know, giving them the, the most authentic experience that they can get. So, I don't know, that time would be more favorable. Well, I was going to say something about the self-care, uh, which kind of goes along with what she just said. And to me, it's very important to always be mindful of the intention and everything that we do in life. And especially when it comes to music and performance, it's very important to, like, really know what you're doing it for and really understand what the purpose is and why you feel like, you know, that's something that you want to do and make sure that's something that's making you personally happy in whatever ways you're making yourself understand that and not just doing it because it's like, well, I'm just doing this for the people. I'm just doing this because it's something that I feel like it's something that people need. It's like, what is making you happy about whatever you're doing in life? And like, what is the intention behind what you're doing? So for her to be saying that, you know, the intention is to be authentic, that's her intention. For me, a lot of my, my purpose is in similar ways, is similar things, but, you know, it's definitely, I'm definitely inspired by the messages. So that's what makes me, you know, kind of feel like I'm losing my train of thought because I'm trying to answer both questions at the same time. But I appreciate the effort. Definitely intention is very important when it comes to self-care. Yeah, and I will say, like, back the, with the values, like, I think a huge part of it is, like, showing, and this, you know, this is this is a challenge that we've had since the beginning of getting this message out, both musically, but also visually through, like, our visual content online, which I help out with making, which is the message of, like, of our cosmic identity like making our making us human beings like understanding ourselves as cosmic beings rather than you know our socioeconomic being status and that you know we are on a planet that's blasting through space you know like it's a spaceship i mean it really is kind of like a spaceship like moon says it often on stage and and that cosmic alignments occur regularly on a regular basis and that we can use celestial bodies that are in cyclical motion, regular motion, stable motion, that they, it's almost like a clock, you know, that we can use as a tool to recognize that like aspects of the physical reality of the celestial bodies do represent aspects of our internal uh, uh, being, you know, the sun, the sun representing our mind and the earth representing our body and the moon representing our, our, our soul and spirit. And that they do come into alignment. They actually do come into alignment twice a year, you know, and that we can utilize those periods in which they do come into alignment to remember that, Oh, like, okay, I got, this is my period, the eclipse season. This is the time in which I can focus on my, whatever weaknesses that I want to focus on or, or focus on my strengths, you know, like you can actually use the cosmic elements of our lives 
as reference points for for improving ourselves. And I think that message is is part of you know the name leading when the eclipse and eclipse season tour. And we're trying to get this message out in, in that way through through copy and music. Well, I'd like to say thank you to each and every one of you for sharing with me your autistic authenticity, um, and the many ways in which you work together to create this experience that you share with your audience. I know that um, Raleigh will most certainly get to experience this wholeheartedly um, on, I believe the date is Thursday? Yes. Thursday. It's the 12th. What time do doors open and what time is the show? It's the 11th. 11. Is that Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. The 11th is Thursday. Yeah, okay. Thursday, uh, yeah, doors are at nine. The show's at ten, and we got a local group, the the materials on the show as well. They're awesome. They are very, very cool. Yeah. So we're psyched to check them out too. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, like I said, we will definitely get this podcast out prior to the show um, and try to promote it as best as we can. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you, and I'm sure I could ask a million more questions because you all have so much like thought and energy to give um, that I would just love to sit and listen and receive. But I am just grateful for the time that we had, and I hope that you guys have a really incredible show uh, coming up on Thursday and tonight, obviously, but, you know, Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you of thank course you. if you have any last uh comments that you'd like to make for uh the future listeners of this podcast this is the time to do so well just happy eclipse season yeah. happy eclipse season happy eclipse season and you know make make sure it takes some time to align with you know good healthy positive environments and people and you know situations and um this is a great time to do that. It's a very powerful time to go into transformative ways of moving. Um, and yes, it's very challenging, but it's definitely a powerful time to do that. Too. Like I said, thank you so much, Lady Moon and the Eclipse, every single one of you. Um, please pass along my best regards to the two members who could not be with us today. Um, and I hope, like I said, I hope you have a killer show tonight and in Raleigh.